This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. I'm broadcasting from Sacred Heart Catholic Church right here in the city of Aberdeen in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Just so grateful to share our Catholic faith, and we're looking forward to just all the good things that God is doing in our lives these summer months as we continue to travel, uh, just refresh ourselves and God's goodness, and to share our Catholic faith with all those we meet. So grateful for our guests this morning as we were joined by a number of evangelists and people who are encouraged and taking that adventure of faith. Also want to say special thank you to Dr. Pat Castle from the Life Runners Apostolate, a pro-life witness, as they begin to do their national relay across America. And there'll be more information and we'll probably have Dr. Pat on Real Presence Live next month as they begin that great journey of faith. Again, you can always get segments of Real Presence Live on our podcast, and you can get that through the Real Presence Radio listening app. You can download that from wherever you get your apps online. You can also visit us at realpresenceradio.com for all the information and show scheduling of all the great things happening here on your regional Catholic radio station. Our next guest are going to be some newly ordained priests from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and so I'm so grateful to be joined on air this morning. Uh, I believe my first guest is Father Jacob Doty. Father Jacob, are you with us? Yes, I am here. Hey, well, this is your good buddy, Father Tim Smith, and so I'm so grateful that you are on air today, and I'm also grateful for your priesthood and your yes to Jesus. So, Father Jacob, tell us about yourself. Where are you from and how did you become a priest? Uh, you got two minutes, just kidding. But uh, it's, it's hard to fit a lifetime in, in a short response. But tell our listeners on Real Presence Live, you know, how you came uh, to know your vocation. Yes, uh, so thank you, Father Tim. I grew up as the oldest of 12, so my family's been pretty Catholic. And so my mom has always wanted a priest in the family in some form. So it was always kind of in the background. But actually, I went to the University of South Dakota, and it was there where I discovered my faith in a much deeper way. And it was there also where I went on a seminary visit. They were like, oh, it's free. Just come on up. And so we went over to the, we went up to the Twin Cities and piled into a missionary's van. And to be honest, I fell in love with like what was happening at the seminary and the beauty of the men there. And so eventually I just started to like, oh, wow, could this be for me? And I first asked the question, do I want to go to seminary? And I was like, yeah, I think I do. And eventually I discovered in the seminary that I really wanted to be a priest. And so that's kind of a short story, a little bit. <laughs> well, Jacob, that's a great uh, gift, and I know there's so much more behind it. Uh, you've spent your time, even prior to that, uh, just living your faith with your family and also mm-hmm. uh, just following the Lord even did uh, summer. You were a camp counselor at one time for a Catholic summer camp, is that true, before your yeah. journey into the seminary? Mm-hmm. Where'd you, where'd you yeah, do we're... that at? I worked at Camp Waitiwa in Jamestown, Colorado, which is outside Boulder, Colorado. And it was actually there where I, I felt like I had gained the courage to really uh, take the leap of faith a little bit to enter the seminary and be like, okay, God, I think this is something you're asking me to. Because we did a crazy stuff like mountain climbing, rock climbing, and it really gave me a lot of courage in myself to take that leap. Yeah, I'm really impressed mm-hmm. with uh, <laughs> Camp Waitiwa. Uh, just a, a great uh, you know, vision of living Catholic faith and boldness 
And I'm glad to hear how that even experience, uh, experience of, you know, just being bold in your faith, giving that courage mm-hmm. to say yes to the Lord and to follow him. And so, uh, you know, how much uh, influence did your family, uh, you know, we all come, we have a mother and a father. How, how did your parents respond to your call to the priesthood? Were they supportive? Was your family background? What's that like? Um, my parents were both very supportive. They, My mom is, grew up kind of knowing priests, and then so she was really moved by the fact that maybe I would become a priest. Mm. My dad uh, had a little bit of the natural concerns, because I, you know, I'm a bit gifted. I have in AP classes. He's like, oh, here's my oldest son. Now he's going to go do a job that's not really maybe as secure or as successful in the eyes of the world. Mm. So it took him a little time to kind of adjust to that, I remember. But once he saw the beauty of the priesthood, I remember he went and came up to like one of my, I think I was being installed as an acolyte or a candidate, and he was really quite moved at the ceremony. And really, and they've been supportive ever since. Like whenever I need money, my parents are always like willing to able to give it to me. And so they've been, yeah, so it takes some time initially, but my parents now love this life. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord, and now uh, you can celebrate the sacraments, not only for your family, but for the whole universal church. And so the mm-hmm. gift that you can give uh, is the gift of, of Christ uh, to others. Uh, you know, are there other particular people who have been instrumental in your discernment? Uh, your family was supportive. Uh, other people in your life that have been supportive of your discernment of saying yes to Jesus and following him to holy orders. Yeah, I would say in particular there was the priests that were kind of part of my journey. So Father Scott Trainer was at the University of South Dakota, and he was a great witness to like the, the great adventure of the priesthood, and that was where I was for a year. And then Father Jeff Norfolk came after him, and he was a great witness too to just like the love and the care of the priesthood. And then I, I was a parishioner at Cathedral, so I always saw kind of the newer associates kind of come through, and so there was always like, you were one of them, Father Tim Smith. <laughs> Sure. And I got to see the just the vibrancy of the priesthood, and especially in these young men. And I've always been inspired by that because here these men were just like living lives, full of adventure, full of faith, full of like life, truly. And then also, I've been really inspired, particularly just by my friends who are have always been supportive of me. Especially, I think, I think right now of the, for example, the Mueller family here in Sioux Falls. They mm. have just welcomed me into their lives, but they have also just shown me what it means to show the love of Christ. So, there's, well, yeah, I can see those, there's a lot of support from priests and then also from just families and friends. So now you've been uh, ordained a priest uh, for a little over a, a couple of weeks uh, mm-hmm. since that, that glorious day of your ordination. Um, in your preparation for the priesthood, uh, you studied at St. Paul's Seminary. I just know these things, so I'm not going to ask mm-hmm. you like I don't know them. So uh, it's my alma mater as well, and so I'm so grateful uh, for that formation. And I, I know you've been given a good opportunity. When you were going through not only learning theology uh, and, and studying the faith and growing in your own knowledge and preparation for the priesthood, doing those four pillars, we talk about these subjects a lot on Real Presence Live, mm-hmm. uh, human, pastoral, uh, spiritual, uh, but also intellectual. Uh, what? How did you stay connected to the church? Was there a place that you were connected to that was a parish that you could continue to grow with the faith? 
Um, yeah, I think for, at St. Paul Seminary, they give us the beautiful opportunity of, to go to what's called a teaching parish. And so mine was St. Patrick's in Oak Grove, which is about 40 minutes north of the Twin Cities. I think we also have the same teaching parish. But well, we're we're close me, in that regard, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we there I was able to really just be present to the people, so I would go up like once a week and kind of either one year I taught religious ed classes, another year I was just kind of at different group meetings, and another year more sacramental, like RCA preparation. And so for me, it was always an opportunity to see, like, oh, wow, here's the face of the people. And, they, and everyone is always very eager. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really also encouraged me to go back to my studies and really pay attention to those studies in order to pass those studies back on to the people that I was meeting. And so it was really, St. Patrick's was a great place, and they taught me very much about the beauty and welcomingness of the faith. It, how, how much of a gift that is that while you're preparing for priesthood, you have that real tangible experience of mm-hmm. going to a parish and, and meeting parishioners on a weekly basis, whether they're the kids you would have in faith formation or uh, whether they were adults or elderly members um, who were entering the later years of life, that they continue to experience that life of grace. And then ultimately, as a deacon, to be able to participate in the sacramental life there um, by assisting mm-hmm. people um, with their sacramental preparation. You also had the unfortunate experience of having to experience your final preparation of priesthood during the pandemic experience, which we all had to oh, experience. Yeah. Um, you know, how, how did that experience, uh, you know, how did you benefit? Because we can always, all things for the greater glory of God. And so even mm-hmm. in our setbacks and hardships, we can use them as opportunities for growth and, and to surrender and grow in God. What were some of the positive things for yourself and your own experience in preparation for the priesthood during that time? For me, it was actually a really beautiful time in just letting go of my own ideas of how I need to like live my life or even prepare for the priesthood. I remember even last year when I was preparing for the diaconate, when the pandemic started, I had all these plans of like how I was going to get ready for ordination. And then we get locked down, and all of a sudden we have quarantine at the seminary, and I'm just like, okay, I can't do those plans. Hey, God, you must have a better plan for me. And I really learned to like rely on him and to trust in him and to see where he is loving me and the little things in everyday life. And even for the priesthood, it was striking to me that even in two weeks or like four weeks before I was ordained, I had was in close contact with a COVID case and I had to be quarantined from the seminary. Hmm. And so I was able to go, I was sent back to Sioux Falls and I was able to spend my time living in the basement rectory of Holy Spirit. Hmm. And for me, and for me, it was really amazing to just see Father Tony Klein there and his priesthood already. And I was like, wow, God, you wanted me to see the witness of this man so that to prepare me for the same thing. And it was really helpful because he was able to share some beauties and struggles and really just help prepare my heart and soul to be ordained in a few weeks. And I was like, okay, God, I couldn't have planned that myself <laughs> to prepare for the priesthood. And so, and then the final thing is that because we were kind of so close and had so many struggles, it really uh, encouraged me to be connected to my brother priests and my brother classmates. Now mm-hmm. most of them are getting priests. And just to be with them in, and really lean on them when I'm having struggles, when I'm having problems, and you're really learning to be with each other in the midst of the pandemic. Well, those are powerful lessons that will carry with you throughout your life. And, of course, we can have those expectations. And I think that experience of 2020 showed us how those expectations and plans could be 
quickly change or averted, but all things for the greater glory of God. And Father Jacob, we're just so happy for you in your priesthood. Uh, so now, right now, where have you been celebrating your masses as a priest? You, I imagine you're waiting to enter in your first parish assignment in, in a few days here. Uh, where have you been celebrating mass uh, as you've been, you know, right here living the faith? I've actually been pretty blessed. I've been able to kind of go to different monasteries, like for example, the Adoration Sisters here in Sioux Falls or the Carmelites in Alexandria. Or I've also, but I've also, there's no associate living at my new assignment, St. Mary's, so I was able to actually move in a little bit early and celebrate with them. Uh, this weekend they had the Feast of the Immaculate Mary, so I was able to celebrate the weekend Masses with them and kind of already get to know the parishioners. But it's been really good. Well, that's a great gift. Uh, we're good. Jacob, we're going to have you stay on the line. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back on Real Presence Live. We're talking with the newly ordained priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls and experiencing those graces of holy orders. Stay with us. We'll be right back on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. My name is Father Gabriel Wauhero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, oh, wow. through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord yeah. in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring mm -hmm. that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sick bed, whether they are grieving wow. a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. I'm broadcasting from Sacred Heart Parish in Aberdeen, South Dakota, glorifying the Lord with our lives. And our guest this morning is newly ordained Father Jacob Doty. Father Jacob's a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. 
He'll be working as a parish vicar, uh, and he'll be doing that at St. Mary's Parish in Sioux Falls, uh, one of our historic churches in our region there. And Father Jacob also did his pastoral work in seminary in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis at St. Patrick's Parish in Oak Grove in Anoka County. And there he assisted not only as a transitional deacon, but he taught faith formation and lived the faith with the group of God's faithful. And Father Jacob, just so grateful for your priesthood and not only that, but your friendship in the Lord. Um, you know, one thing that's a beautiful uh, part of the ordination uh, liturgy is to have all the priests that are gathered together. Um, in my own experience of that, I remember my, my family just being in awe to see all the priests gathered together with the bishop, with the concelebrating mm -hmm. priest, um, to honor those who are newly ordained and to welcome them as brothers. For your ordination day, Father Jacob, what was that like for you um, to see so many of those that, who have followed the same path, who have heard the call of Jesus to serve the church as a priest? What was that experience like? It was actually uh, one of the most profound experiences of that day. Um, so during the ordination, right, if people maybe are familiar with it, there's a part where the bishop lays hands on my head, and then after that, all the priests lay hands on my head as a sign of like fraternity and welcoming me into the priesthood. And during that time in the ordination rite, there, for us, there was complete silence, and I was really struck by this because first, it was kind of the first moment of silence where I was really able to pray, mm. and second, I also I, I was kneeling and I couldn't see the faces of the priests kind of coming over and laying their hands on me. So for me, it was just a really profound moment of like, oh, here is Jesus through these priests welcoming me into the priesthood. And mm -hmm. for me, it gave me a, a, an instant and a complete respect for all the priests, because here they are laboring as Jesus Christ, and I'm being welcomed into this. And so it was really profound, and it helps me kind of enter into, like, okay, here's my the brother priest, and I, they are Jesus Christ in a way. And so that was really um, amazing for me. And just speaking to also to feel that love of Jesus through these men. <laughs> yeah, truly... Uh a visible manifestation of of Christ incarnation mm -hmm. in in that holy priesthood. All those priests who laid their hands on you, those hands have baptized so many. They have mm -hmm. anointed so many, not only with anointing of initiation of Christian rites, but also in anointing of the sick. And how many confessions and sins have been absolved through the ministry of those priests through exercising that ministry of reconciliation in the heart of the church. And those hands were placed on your head and imparted and asking God's blessing upon you so that in kind or likewise, you too, mm. now Father Jacob, will go forth and will transform the world for Christ. Uh, I remember speaking to a layman once who, who just kind of marveled at the fact is that your hands now, Father Jacob, can save a soul from mm -hmm. death, from eternal death, from, from loss of God's grace and condemnation through the power of Jesus working through you in the life of the church. And so, Father Jacob, I just want to affirm you in your priesthood, in your ministry, uh, and just, you know, how you are following the Lord. And, and we're also our listeners to pray for Father Jacob and all those newly ordained in all our respective dioceses and our Real Presence Radio area. Pray for those uh, priests and encourage them in their priesthood and their spiritual fatherhood. You know, Father Jacob, 
there have been uh, you know a lot of things that are first experiences that people have in their life. Sometimes uh, parents talk about when they first held their, their newborn child and how a profound experience for that was for them. What's a first experience for you as a priest that has resonated with you in these first weeks? Um, to be honest, my experience of my first Mass was very humbling and amazing. I, mm-hmm. um, I was amazed first that I wasn't nervous. I thought I would be much more nervous and I found that to the grace of God. <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. we practice in the seminary, but it's different actually doing it in front of people, in front of, and, it, and just saying the words of the priest. And I was amazed at, like, oh, here, through my words, God makes himself present. And the only reason that that happens is because God has made a promise to us that he will be there when we say these words. And so, for me, it's really striking and really amazing to be like, okay, God, you promised us as a human race and as a Catholic Church that when our priests say these words, you will become present. And for me to be that conduit and for me to be that instrument... It's just amazingly humbling, but also I'm amazed at like the mercy and the and the love that God has for us that He would, in a way, bind Himself to such simple things, but He wants to be present to all of us. And so that was for me one of the first. Was just like, oh wow, here I say these words, and then God acts. <laughs> it, it's a what a profound mystery, Father Jacob, that mm-hmm. uh, for you to enter into that in your own uh, priesthood and and. It's mysterious, and for those who do not have faith or perhaps may be struggling, it's uh, sometimes called the scandal of particularity, that God mm. chooses individuals. He, he, he chooses uh, particular persons to exercise his ministry in the life of the church. Uh, he chooses particular individuals to become saints and, and to, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to respond to the workings of God's Spirit and to bring about greater good, greater holiness uh, through their words and actions. Uh, Father Jacob, any other words uh, to our parishioners, our listeners, here on Real Presence Live um, on the priesthood? Um, any last thoughts you want to share with our listeners on, on how God has uh, been blessing you in these first days? Um, I think the thing that's been really moving in my heart lately and stirring is that God is shining his light in the darkness, and he will not be overcome. And so everywhere I go, it seems like God is always making himself more and more present. And I would encourage all the listeners to really begin to be like, okay, God, where are you being made, making yourself present in my life? And to begin to pay attention to the little things. Because God wants to labor and to love us in every little moment. And I can see now that he is working very hard in this time to really love all of us in the particulars of our lives. And so no matter how dark the world is, look to see what God is doing, and you most definitely will find him. (laughs) Amen. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. Father Jacob, Mm -hmm. thank you for your witness. We are praying for you, and thanks for being with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you. (laughs) Well, with that, Father Jacob, we will let you go and continue to uh, sanctify the world through your ministry. And next, we'll have a preview of tomorrow's Real Presence Live. We're going to go to Rachel, our technical director. Rachel, what's on the docket tomorrow morning on Real Presence Live? Coming up on the next Real Presence Live on Wednesday, Tim Mosier will be hosting from the Fargo Studios. And first, Angela Wombeck will be talking about the Women's Care Center. 
Then Father Paul Check will be talking about the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe and taking a summer pilgrimage. Then William Garrods and some other special guests will be in the studio to share about St. Paul's Newman Center and Newman Center housing. Then Liz Kelly will be talking about a retreat for women. So all this and more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rachel, thanks for that update. And uh, just want to affirm you in your own life as an evangelist and a missionary and working behind the scenes to keep us going right here on Real Presence Radio. And also, just what a great lineup we have, of course, uh, just encouraging our listeners during these summer months to keep the faith alive. Uh, sometimes summer days uh, can be a temptation to spiritual uh, sloth or uh, achadia, kind of laziness. The noonday devil can slip, uh, slip in there when the weather gets to be uh, in the 90s and 100 degrees. Uh, but just to trust in the Lord, and you can always refresh yourself and I think most of our parishes are well air-conditioned these days, so there's no good reason to not go to Mass and come to Jesus and receive His grace. With that being said, we'll say a word of prayer and we'll give a blessing to all our listeners. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father in heaven, we ask that you would pour forth blessings upon all your listeners, all those traveling around our great nation, that they would be experienced the glove and the glory of God made present for them. We ask that all our guests would be strengthened in their travels and in their vocations, whether they be laity, those living married life, those who are called to holy orders, and those who are living as evangelists, sharing the gospel in the life of the church. We pray for all our supporters of Real Presence Radio, our benefactors, and all those who have gone before us, that through the mercy of God, they would see the Lord in the kingdom of heaven, and as we live these days of grace, we would be strengthened in God's great goodness and love. We ask that you would pour forth all these blessings on our listeners. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I ask that you go in peace and glorify the Lord with your life. And stay tuned right here on Real Presence Radio, where you continue to be strengthened by God through the goodness of his faith, the love that we share. Our next, right here on Real Presence Live, we'll have more programming available. And of course, you can tune in on realpresenceradio.com, where we have our updated show information. That's all right here on Real Presence Radio. Thanks for joining us, and have a blessed day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.